You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Well, I'm so very pleased to drive up on the property and see the, the beautiful building and all that God has done for you. If you're not excited about that, see me after service and I'll get you excited. I got a cattle prod and that gets people excited, right? And so, uh, but man, this is just wonderful and thank God for it. And uh, I hope that you come back tonight. It's going to be a a tad lengthy, but it's something that I think needs to be preached across the nation. And you make sure that you come. We'll have a wonderful time. Uh, I know the Super Bowl's tonight. I know that. If you think for one moment that that's more important than the house of God, there's something wrong with you. That's why they make TiVos, right? You TiVo the thing and look at it later, right, is what you do. But you come tonight, if you would, please. This morning in San Francisco, kindergarten teacher, or this past week, explained to her class that she was a 49ers fan. She asked her students to raise their hand if they were a 49ers fan. And not really knowing what the 49ers were, they they just wanted to be a part of the crowd. The entire class raised their hand except for one little girl. And uh, she's not going along with the crowd. So the teacher asked her, she said, well, why are you want to be different? She said, because I'm not a 49ers fan. Said, well, the teacher said, well, what are you? She said, I'm a Kansas City fan. I like the Chiefs. Teacher asked Susan, well, well why, why are you a Chiefs fan? She said, well, my daddy and my mama were Chiefs fans, and so I'm a Chiefs fan. And the teacher said, that's no reason. She said, uh, what if your mama was a Mormon or a moron and your daddy was an idiot? What would you be then? She said, I'd be a 49ers fan. But anyway, so, <laughs> so I didn't make 49ers fan mad today, but anyway. But, so you come and uh, they'll play the highlights or if you've got a TiVo, you can watch it after the game. This used to be, if you remember the... Um, the, um, I guess the Super Bowl used to play, be played last Sunday, right? Am I right? Somebody help me. Because it was always the Sunday night after the beginning of our missions conference, which was last week. And I think they backed it up or made, backed it up one week or, or forwarded it for one week, right? Am I right about that? Nobody's responding to me. Am I right about that? That's what it was. Because we'd always have our, we'd start our missions conference on on Sunday, and then after the service, we'd go to the house and we'd have a T-vote, and we'd bring in hot wings and stuff. And I had them old preachers in there, Bob Smith and Dr. Runyon, all them guys, and we'd eat wings and watch the Super Bowl and speed through the uh, the commercials. Right? You don't want to watch them trashy things, so we speed through there and watch the Super Bowl. And it's always good. I used to play a lot of ball, and I love football. And uh, I have more injuries. I hurt everywhere. I I hurt everywhere from injuries. But anyway, uh, that's another story. If you have any pain pills, you see me after service and I'll give you $5 for them. But anyway, I hurt all over. When we played ball, we played real ball. You can't even hit the the quarterback now. Am I right about that? When we played ball, we tried to kill him. But anyway, so (laughs) Galatians chapter 6 in your Bibles, please. Thank you, preacher, for the opportunity to be here. If you'll stand, please, if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. If If you're a bit 
like I am, you're getting older, it's kind of hard to stand. You, you just remain seated. But if you can stand out of respect the Word of God, if you would, Galatians chapter 6 in your Bibles, please. Galatians chapter 6. It's such a joy to see you. Some of you I got to know a little bit over the years, and it's a joy to see you again. Certainly glad you're still here, planted. God is doing some good things here at Heritage, and you keep coming and growing in grace and knowledge of Christ, and God will do a great thing for you. Miss Nancy Shea was giving a little testimony last night over supper and how when I met her, I told her, I said, if you give me six months of your life, God will change your life. And I said, you know more Bible in six months than you ever known in your life. And God will change your life. And she came. And I told her it's her responsibility to get those kids in the house of God. If her hard-headed husband back there didn't want to come, at least she needed to come. And she did. And finally... He made the mistake of keep coming and God absolutely crushed his heart and God got a hold of him and he got right with God. And that's what it's all about, changing lives. I hope you're here to have your life changed. Silly to waste your time and God's time and my time that you come to the house of God and not want to be changed unless God add to your Christianity. And I hope he will today on this simple service, a simple sermon but something I think can help you if you'll listen very carefully. There's some of us in this room that have been under some heavy loads and heavy burdens in our life. I would to God, young people look at me now, I would to God I could tell you that the older you get, the easier it gets. But every age person here will tell you that the older you get, the harder it gets sometimes, even hard to move around a little bit. But things just seems harder. But more than that, as time goes on, there's some crushing realities of, of life will come your way. Death of your parents, maybe the death of your loved one, the death of your spouse, maybe even to the point of the death of your children. There's some heavy burdens. There's some heavy burdens in this room today, right now. And God has a reason for that. And if you just hear me out today, it'll help you. If you're here without Jesus Christ, you've never been saved by the grace of God. You're under the burden of sin and you can come and have that relieved Amen. by getting into the yoke with Jesus Christ. He's the one tied for your sins, was buried on the third day, rose again, according to the scripture. No church died for you. No preacher, no priest ever died for you. Jesus Christ did. And if you'll come to him, he'll save you this morning and absolutely transform your life. Galatians chapter 6, pick it up in verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. You ought to underline that, fulfill the law of Christ. I'm going to talk a little bit along that subject. But For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Watch it carefully, for every man shall bear his own burden. I want to speak a little while on the subject of burden bearing, the burden bearing process. Father, help us a little while on this morning. We thank you, Lord, for saving us and being such a wonderful Savior. We thank you, Lord, for loving us all of these years and forgiving us of our sins, promised a home in heaven guided us down through all these years, given us a great opportunity to serve you. And Lord, here we are at Heritage, Lord, in the great state of Texas. 
And these precious folks have come out to hear from thee. And I pray, Lord, somewhere along the line, the Spirit of God would speak to their hearts concerning this simple truth. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that we'd obey what's being preached. I pray you'd say that soul nearest hell, revive backsliders, we ask in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. In Matthew chapter 11, also, it talks about in verse 28 and 29, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. We're talking about the burden bearing process. Here in Galatians chapter 6, it doesn't say find somebody to carry your burden. Please listen to me now. Here's what we normally do we normally come to the the, to the platform or to the altar. And when we have a burden, we always ask, God, would you take this burden off of me? Nobody in this room that has any sense wants to carry a burden. So a lot of times we're asking God, even in the privacy of our prayer closet, Lord, take this burden off of me, take it from me. We, we always pray that way. But the truth of the matter is, I want you to look at it in Galatians. It didn't say even going to somebody else said, would you carry my burden for me? I want you to look at what it says, if you would, please. Pick it up in verse 2. Look at what it says. You're to bear one another's burdens. But in verse 5, it says you're to bear your own burden. That's not a contradiction. There is no contradictions in the King James Bible. I want you to look at what it said. It said you're to carry your burden. And then you're to find somebody else that has a burden and help them carry theirs. And so we need to understand that even in verse 28 and 29 of Matthew 11, it says, Jesus said, bring your burden to the Lord and he'll give you rest. And what he said is you, you take the burden and give it to the Lord and he's going to give you rest. He said, you pick up my burden. The Lord said, you pick up my burden and uh, I'm going to give you rest for your soul or fulfillment. Are y'all with me today? So we are not to ask somebody to help us with our burden. We're to carry our own burden and then find somebody that has a burden and help them carry theirs. The preacher announced in Sunday school that we have a precious church lady that's facing eternity. If you can't enter into that suffering as a church member, knowing that we're to love one another, if you can't enter in that and said, we need to not only pray for her, but if I get a possibility, I want to go love on her a little bit. Be careful of bedside manners. Don't tell her goodbye because she, she may not be ready for that. But you go and you love on her a little bit and help her bear her burden. Preacher, you have lost the heart of suffering saints. We don't understand we're a body. We're all together. We're supposed to be like glue. And every now and again, we got to hurt with those that hurt. Suffer with those that suffer. That's what I'm talking about. So you bear your burden because most of them in this room, we have some sort of burden. I don't know what it is. Everybody here. And most of us older folks, we think these young people don't have burdens. They have burdens also. But they're to carry their own burden and then try to find somebody else and to help them carry theirs. So why, why do we have this in our churches, preacher? We, we, we don't understand the burden bearing process. We don't fulfill the the ministry of Christ. We, we, we're weak as, as, as a whole. We're weak. We're weak Christians because we don't understand this burden bearing process. Folks, you're not here because uh, somebody forced you to be here. You're here because you chose to come to this church. I think you love the Lord. You, you want to be a strong Christian. You want 
to receive something from the Word of God that'll help you in your Christian life. I believe that you want to be strong, but it doesn't necessarily make you strong. In some cases, I believe the majority of people I've ever preached to are really not strong Christians. And here's why. We are now in the point in the United States of America where we don't want anything to bother us. We want instant food, instant everything. Don't put a burden on me. I want it 70 degrees with an easy chair with a remote control in our hand. You don't have to amen me, pre uh, folks. I've been preaching around here. I know what I'm looking at right now. We want it easy. And God said, sometimes that is not easy. The burdens of life will come upon you. And when the burdens of life come on you, you'll understand what I'm preaching right now. And God said you're to bear those burdens and then you're to find somebody else that's having a burden and try to bear theirs also. One reason we have weak Christians because they just don't want to bear the burden. We ask God to give us strength for the burden. But the truth of the matter is he'll give you strength from the burden. You got to get that terminology, not for the burden, but from the burden, not for the burden, but from the burden. We, ha we have to understand that God will always take our load and help us with the load, but we are to carry that load. And if we don't carry that load, we'll end up being weak. I I'm thinking of a man right now. That was part of my church when I first got saved. When I first got saved, every time I looked up, his face was there. It didn't matter what we were doing, driving a bus, Sunday school, teenagers, young people. His face was everywhere. He was a part of the church when I first got saved. I said, this guy is into everything. Are you with me now? He carried the burden of the church. He just wanted to be involved everywhere. He was carrying that. But all of a sudden... I noticed that all his children, all of his children were in the little grades and then teenage and all. But when they got older and got married, he quit. I don't know if you know this or not, but you don't need to serve the preacher and you don't need to serve your children. You need to serve the God of heaven that you claim is your savior. And if you do that, you won't quit. You'll carry that burden. You'll keep that burden. And I thought about this man even recently. He's dead now. He just died not too long ago. But he kept the burden and he was under that burden and served God and did what he could in that church because his children were there and the whole time, spiritual man, good man, I loved him. But boy, after he let it down, preacher, he not only went down physically, he's dead now, he went down physically. But he just, he wasn't a fix, fixture in the church anymore. He just kind of sat, I call it sitting and souring. He just soured because he got out from under the burden. Listen carefully. He doesn't give us strength and then the burden. He gives us a burden to make us strong. I, my, my grandson started pumping weights. He's, when he was born, when he was born, he was so stinking ugly, he'd make a train take a dirt road. He really was. Uh, you say, you're talking about your grandchild. Okay, I'll show you pictures of it. <laughs> was he not, baby? He was ugly, right? John Tyler, that good-looking boy now. He's, he's 21, just made 20. He's such a handsome young man. Kind of looks like his grandfather. But anyway, um, that'll make you puke. But anyway, so, but Kim's mother was a rock. Uh, she was a grandmother rocking in, in, the, in the nursery. And when my daughter walked in, she said, Ashley, bring that boy over here. And Ashley had him wrapped up. And when she handed him to Kim's mother, she says, oh, Ashley, he's so ugly. And he was ugly. He's a good looking boy now. I don't know, somewhere along the line in 
several years ago, he started pumping weights. Kim's brother's a, a bodybuilder. I am too. I just build it different than they do. But anyway, <laughs> but, but boy, he started pumping weights. And, and, and but are you with me? He asked me one time, Papa, come with me. All right. So I went over there, man, we started and, you know, he had me do a few things. He said, Papa, you still got it, boy. And I really don't. But I watch those guys. Are y'all with me now? They were not strong and then wanted to go work out. They went to work out and deal with weights to get strong. I hope you get this principle. If you get this principle and, and, and what I'm trying to preach to you, you'll understand when God puts a burden on you, he puts a burden on you for, on a pur for purpose. And if you'll carry that burden, he's got something special for you. But we don't want that. We want to shuck the, 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 the burden. We want to tell him, take it off of us. Dear God, I don't want this. I don't need this. Take it off of me. And God said, no. Do you believe there's any accidents in the Christian life? I just talked to a dear man whose child's going through, they're going through a little heaviness. Child's need surgery. Man, ain't nobody wants that. Ain't nobody wants to get the diagnosis that your wife has cancer. Nobody here wants a telephone call said your baby boy is dead at 38 years old like I did. Nobody wants that. In some cases, people commit suicide and just check out themselves after they have losses like that because of the burden. Because they don't understand that those burdens are there to make us strong. Not that we have strength to carry the burden, but that the burden itself will make us strong. See, the truth of the matter is, when I lost my first wife and my baby boy, that allowed me to help churches like you and people like you that lose their spouses, that lose their children. I can talk to you and not only that, recommend things to you that will make you strong because through that burden, when I was absolutely crushed and didn't know what to do, under that burden, I bore up under that burden. And understand, when we came out on the other side, I came out stronger as a Christian. You know something, you'll pray more when you have a burden than when you don't. And I'm simply saying, if you'll get the principle I'm trying to preach to you, that this burden bearing process is for a reason and it is to strengthen us. I've never been, and I don't, I don't pump weights. I always work construction. When I played football, I never got to work out with the guys. I always worked my daddy work construction. So I never, I never pumped weights at all. And uh, it was pretty good pretty strong country boy, but I, I just never pump weights. But what I found out, I've been, I've been to a couple of those gyms and, and no time does, does one of those guys lifting weights say, take weights off. They always want to put weights on because when they put weights on and the more they strain, the stronger they get. And every time they go, they add a little bit more and get strong. Are you with me now? They're not already strong and then pump weights. They pump weights to get strong. And when God puts a burden on you, he puts that there for a reason. And if you'll allow him to do that and walk through it, one of these days, you're going to come out and be a strong Christian and a good Christian. There, there are folks in this room. I love you. Some of you, you Christians, we're not expecting you to be strong, but there's some folks in this room that's been a Christian for a long, long time. You need to be the strength of this church. And in some kind of preacher, that's not true because they hate burdens. I know preachers that give up go another way because they hate the burdens. Do you understand what it takes to build this building? Maybe you might've paid for it, but that preacher had to go through all the rigmarole and I built some big buildings and I'm telling you the truth, enough to pull your hair out. Well, I did. But anyway, I'm simply saying it's, a, it's the burden, that burden bearing process is what will make you strong. The first thing I want to say is burdens are not fun, but they're needed for strength. Burdens are not fun, but they're needed for strength. 
I could be wrong. I've been here a couple years. I'm looking around. I'm seeing some men sitting, not with their wives. And I don't know in my mind, I'm thinking that maybe your wife passed on. I'm seeing the same thing with some ladies. Maybe your husband passed on. You've gone through some of what I'm talking about. And there ain't nobody can help somebody else that loses a spouse more than you that have lost a spouse. Are y'all with what I'm saying? So when you go through that burden bearing process, you're made strong by bearing up under it. We have weak Christian because we refuse, we despise the load. And the strongest man in this room is the one who has physically done the most work and the strongest work. I, like I said, I, I, I never pumped weights, but I was at least halfway strong. My daddy worked me like a, like a slave. I used to, I, of course, I've done archery for 35 years exclusively and shot these big animals. Well, I'd, I'd grab a white-tailed deer. Now, they're not Texas goats. I'm sorry, guys. I don't want to embarrass you, but y'all got goats here with horns on their head. I'm talking about Midwest bulls. I mean, I got one I shot a few years ago. His neck's this big around. I mean, he's crazy. They're huge. And I used to grab those deer and just throw them in the back of a, of a pickup truck. I'd throw them in the back of a, a side-by-side. I can't do that anymore. I can't even come close to doing that anymore. I, I got a winch that's, you know, tagged to the back of my side-by-side with a remote control. And I, I wrap around him big old fat buck's belly and I just put it in the deal and back up to a winch. And do, I can't do that. I don't have the strength anymore. You got it? And I'm simply saying that we need to understand that, you know, we don't like those burdens, but when the strongest man in this room is the one who works all the time and works at much, right? The reason I can't do that, I got out from under the burden. Are y'all with me now? There's some of us that work physically out there. And when God called me to preach, put me behind a desk. I hated desk work. I don't like office work. I'm an outside guy. But when you sit behind a desk, you get soft. Some of you desk guys say amen right there. You get soft. And so I don't have the strength I use because I got out. Listen from under the burden. You may not like what I'm saying right now, but you watch within the next 12 months, some of you, something's going to hit you. And you're going to bail what you're going to do. You're going to run. You're going to run from God, God trying to do something for you and in you to help people. You're going to run from it instead of run to it. It's amazing how fearful we are of what God brings to our lives. Just naturally, folks, living the natural life burdens are going to come. Military boys, they go on those death marches, right? They put about an 80 pound sack on their back with a rifle and they do a death march. They didn't do that the first day they enlisted. What they did is they took these different, they, they went light, they went and then every day they added weight to them and to the point where they can then go on those death marches with 80 pounds on their back. Are you with me? And God never will put upon you more than you can handle. He'll put just enough. Are y'all with me now? He'll never put so much on you where you can't handle it. So whatever it is, how would you like to kneel next to your and sit next to your spouse, your precious wife, sir, and, and listen to a drowning own body fluid? Nobody even wants to go there in their mind. How'd you like to get that phone call? Said it's over with you. you your son's dead. Now, you just shouldn't take a baseball bat and hit me right across the top of the head on that thing. But see, there's a reason God brings things in your life and it's for a purpose. And preacher, we got to understand that I could have never handled that at the beginning. And God allowed just a little, little at a time. And as I pastored and as I saw life 
throwing at me in the Bible college and all that stuff. I kept, I kept under the load. And as I kept under the load, I kept getting stronger spiritually. And all of a sudden I got to the point where I could, he, I guess he thought I could handle that. You ever thought about maybe the reason the Lord sent that trial in your life because he could trust you with it? That you're going to come out on the other side of that thing and be a testimony for him instead of against him? When people run from burdens and say, I don't want it, there's people watching you. Your loved ones, your, your family, your children are watching you. They're wondering, how are you going to respond? You say you're a Christian. You say you trust God. I want to see if you trust him through this. And when you go through that deep water, my friend, people are watching you and they're going to see how you're going to respond to that. If I told you the testimonies that I got from years of, of people and old preachers and young preachers from around the world said, we watched you so carefully going through all this process and preacher, you were a blessing to us. You stood even in adversity. I'm just simply saying that God will put on you just enough where he can carry that burden when it comes. The Bible says we're soldiers. That denotes fighting. Listen, it denotes fighting and winning. We have a battle to win and we need strength for that battle. And we have folks quitting soul winning and quitting our bus routes and quitting Sunday school and quitting the things that they were under, the burden they were under. We have people quitting, preacher, thinking for some reason that this burden is too much upon me. I don't want this burden on me. The truth of the matter is, if you really want to know the power of God and understand that you're in church and that you're plugged in here, see that pastor and tell him, preacher, put me somewhere, man. I want to be, I want to be active somewhere. I want to do something. You do that and watch how God will put a burden on you of helping somebody, maybe, maybe being an usher, whatever, singing the choir. And all of a sudden you get that burden and you're feeling good about it. And he gives you, makes you a stronger Christian. The reason we have weak Christians in our churches, because nobody wants to get under the burden of the ministry when they do preacher, they become strong Christians. And that's what we need in our churches. We don't not need people run around with a chip on their shoulder. They get offended by everything the preacher preaches. Great peace said, they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. That's people that have been under the load, not only of the preaching, but the word of God. And they say, I can handle this. God have a reason for me. And he wants to use me in the future. I'm simply saying that this is not crowning day. This is cross bearing day. We're to take our cross and follow him. And if you understand this, this is why Paul said, I crucify, I'm crucified every day. That's cross bearing. That's not crowning. We're going to be crowned one day, cast our crown to defeat. But right now in this life, it's, it's cross bearing day. That's suffering. And we need to understand that. Must I be carried to the ship on flowery beds of ease while others have fought the win and the prize and sailed through bloody seas? No, I must fight if I would gain. Increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toll, endure the pain supported by the word. We sing that, but sometimes we don't mean that. Our independent Baptist churches are dying because we have bought into the sick, sit back, take it easy, TBN crowd, this prosperity, no heartache, all blessing, charismatic heresy. It's a shame when some of you go on your TV and the religious channels are saying, if you're suffering, it's your fault or Satan's fault. Could I say this? That it's just life. And sometimes God allow you to go through that to strengthen you. Amen. Are you with me now? Christian life is not all blessing. And if you believe that, you must understand that my, the, my, not only were the apostles killed and decapitated and skint, 
alive, but they crucified my Lord. If you think that Christianity is all, all blessings and no, no trials, you've been, you've been sleeping on one side of your head too long. Your brain's rolled out on your, on your pillow. It's a suffering time. That's what I can prove scripturally that every Christian is a sufferer. Nobody believes that because you've been listening to yardbirds on TV that are preaching heresy to you. It's suffering time. It's cross-bearing time. Preachers, not grounding time. And because of that, it strengthens us. And if we're not careful, we're going to gravitate and have an easy, take it easy type ministry when the truth of the matter is we need under the burden. Corpus Christi is still going to hell and this church is going to stand responsible. I'm telling you right now, all of you ought to be out knocking doors, talking to people, getting to church, getting them saved and watch how this thing would just continue to grow. That is what God has commanded us to do. The great commission is still the great commission. And he's commanded all of us. Look at me. Some of you older folks, you can't do it like you used to do. I can't. I can't go. I just don't have the, the spunk and vinegar. But man, I can get tracks and I can hand out tracks and talk to people about their soul. I, I can't go on the street and knock doors like I used to, but I can always talk to somebody about their soul. Stay under that burden. And when we're under the burden as a small church and struggling, we carry the burden and we got strong. And if we're not careful, preacher, we're going to lay our burden down and get weak. I'm through. I'm, I'm passing on to the next point. I want all of y'all to look at me very carefully. Thank God for this. But if you think this is the end, you're crazy. And if you're going to worship this, you're really crazy. This is a tool. This is a tool to get sinners in, to get them saved, <laughs> that they might go out and get more sinners saved and get them. Yeah, that's what it is. Are you with me now? But if we get big, it gets sophisticated. Put a search under each arm and think we're something when we're not. God help us. I read that a while ago. God bless you, help you when you think you're something when you're not. We're nothing but sinners saved by the grace of God. Yes. And we're to be used by God and the only way we're used by God if we get under the burden. The second thing or third thing I want to say is that we don't have to carry that burden alone. Our Lord says, invites us into the yoke and when he invites us into the yoke, he'll help us carry that load, preacher. This is why we seek counsel from preachers that's already been through it. To our young man like you could seek counsel from some of us that's been down the road. Are y'all with me now? Some of you guys, you work occupations, whatever you do, uh, you, didn't, you didn't get into that thing knowing everything. Sometimes you're a, you're, 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 you know, you're a layman and then you end up you know, a journeyman and then are you with me now? Apprentice and then a German. Are you with me now? And the same thing with anything that you do, whatever the occupation you have, you got into that thing learning and to the point where you got the thing established. I'm simply saying that, that we need to understand that, boy, when we get into the yoke with our Lord, he'll then help us carry that. We never take it totally away, preacher. He never takes it totally away. Look, you need to read the scriptures very carefully. He said, come and get in the yoke with me. He said, if you do that, I'm going to make it lighter on you, but I'm not going to take it all off of you. Because I know if I take it all off of you, you're going to get weak. And you always seek counsel for those that have been down the road further. And that's where a, uh, you know, you talk to a journeyman, you talk to somebody that's already been there and done that. Those who have built buildings, if you haven't. A church has not built buildings, but have you seek counsel from those that's already been down the road. I, I have had these great preachers preach for me. I preach with them down across the nation. But Dr. Lee Robertson, under the load. If you've never heard Dr. Lee Robertson, he's one of the great preachers of the world. 
He's dead now. All of these men are dead now. I preach with them and they preach. I preach with them and they preach for me. But Dr. Dr. Robertson lost his little girl, killed her, got killed. It just absolutely crushed that preacher. But he started Camp Joy and started Camp Joy. Now thousands of young kids have been saved at Camp Joy. I think about Harold Seitler. What a dear man of God. Many, many don't understand this, but he's come back from a meeting and he understood that his wife had a head-on collision with the drunk, killed, a, killed his daughter and messed up his wife. I don't know this to be true preacher. I, I don't want to be quoted on, but I was told that Dr. Sider, what a great preacher. Camp meeting preacher could preach a house down. They said that he'd walk out of his office with a Bible in his arm and it was a picture of his wife and he'd stare at his wife. His wife was down in a mental institution because after the loss of their child and all the physical stuff, she kind of lost it a little bit. And he'd stare at her picture. And then he'd go to the pulpit and preach. How would you like to live under that, that burden? Monroe Parker losing his wife on a head-on collision when a, a couple was making out naked and petting, crossed the line, had a head-on collision, killed his wife. Are y'all with me now? All these great preachers, if you don't know them, I'm telling you about them. They were some of the greatest preachers ever walking in shoe leather. Every one of them had a great burden. They preached under, they preached under a great burden and God blessed them in a good way. I think about Billy Kelly, old mountain preacher. I read a little bit about him last night, just about the loss of his child. I guess he had a stroke and then, then infection and lost his little baby boy. He loved that baby boy so much. Great old time preacher. Preached under that burden preacher. I think about J. Harold Smith. Some of you know him. God's three deadlines. Over a million people have been saved. My mother was saved under that message. My mother, devout Catholic, she would not have anything to do with us. I witnessed my mother for a year and four months every day that I lived. Finally got to come to the revival meeting and J.R. Smith preached on God's three deadlines and my mother got born again that night. Amen. Served the Lord for all of those years after that. Few know that J.R. Smith had a, had, a, had, a, had a dream that he had a dream that uh, as he slept that night that the house burnt and his, his son, his baby boy got burned up in the house. He woke up the next morning, shook himself and went to the office, the church office working. His wife called him and said, Jerry, get home immediately. The house caught on fire when I was outside and our child has burned up in the fire. Just like Jay Harold had dreamt it the night before. Preach with great power. Over a million people saved under that one message. God's three deadlines. God used Jay Harold Smith across the country. Are y'all with me now? Bob Kelly, I preached years ago for Bob died too. And he came in. I remember, in fact, I was preaching when he came in with his wife. She's in a wheelchair. She's, you know, sclerosis, muscle sclerosis. She's all like this. He, he preached that they call him machine gun Kelly. He would preach the house down. She sat right there in a wheelchair, all deformed. How does preachers do that? How do they preach under that burden? That's why you ought to pray for your preacher often, but we pray for you. But those weights preacher are for strength. I think about Billy Sunday and his two drunken sons. I think about Charles Spurgeon's wife was an invalid. All of this burdens that were put upon some of these great preachers. He had disease. He had to go to Mentone, France at times and stay for a long time. Just get over the depression. Are y'all with me? These men lived under the burden and we were blessed by their preaching. I was in your preacher's office a while ago and got all these books by Charles Spurgeon. His wife kind of correlated that, but she was an invalid. I'm just simply saying, folks, that in today's time, we have such a 
wimpy, soft soaping type Christianity. We don't want anything to bother us. We're too wanted our way through the drive through. You better have my hamburger ready by the time I get there. Bless God, or I'm going to throw a fit. We don't understand what it is to have patience and suffering to make us strong and carry that burden. Now, I'm through today. All of you at some point in time will have a burden and some have the burden today. Could I encourage you to keep lifting a load? Would you please keep under the burden and lifting that load? And you're going to be shocked, just like when you started. Some of you guys might be working out. I don't know, but you work out, you know, with whatever. And then you can't keep that same weight because it'd be nothing after a while. You keep adding to give you strength. You can't start off with 10 pounds and stay at 10 pounds. You got to go to 20 and then 30. Are you with me now? Same thing with burdens. When the burden's there, it'll get easier as time goes on. And many are under the burden. But if I can encourage you to do anything, just stay under that. Thank God. Listen, thank God for it and say, dear Lord, I'm willing to carry my burden and I'm going to look for somebody else to help carry theirs. Sometimes the burden that you're carrying, you'll hear of somebody else having that same burden. You can go help them and together you can carry them. Watch me now. And then you can go into the yoke with Jesus Christ and find rest for your soul. It's a wonderful thing to get strong in Jesus Christ. So many weak Christians. I've watched it down. I'm a part of three churches, Central Baptist Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, First Baptist Church in Hammond, and my own. And I've watched the weak, the weak ones just fall off like flies. Why are some people just there after all those years you've been there? Brother Che, you've been there. You know, we have huge amounts of people that have been with me for 40 years because they became strong Christians. I've not asked you preacher this. We don't talk about stuff like this, but I, I think I'm speaking for him. He wants a strong church. I personally believe that you're on the way. And I think that there are a lot of strong Christians in this church, but the preacher wants all of you to be a strong Christian. We don't like the burden. I hate the burdens. If you're going to come to me and say, boy, you like burden? I don't like, I hate the burdens, but I certainly like the strength that it gives me. And that's the key of the burden bearing process. Let's bow our heads in prayer, please. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Simple message, but one that needs to be preached around this country because of the weak Christians that we see in our churches that I preach around this nation. Heritage Baptist Church, take the burden, carry the burden, and God will make you strong. There'll come a day in short order where every seat in this place will be absolutely full. Seats will be set up around the perimeter. Then all of a sudden you're gonna have to make a decision because you got under the burden. And that's the key. And if you stay there, you'd be amazed what God would do with you. As you sit in this auditorium smiling, going, thank God, thank God, thank God. Look what God has done. There's a whole future ahead of you that God could do 10 times what he's done already if you'll just get under the burden. Don't curse them. Don't ask God to take them from you. 
thank God for them and just say, Lord, whatever it is you want from me, may I fulfill that. I do know this, that I want to be strong from this burden. Please help me in this burden and help me to help somebody else with those. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.